everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 543. Today we're gonna to take a look at the Oracle of Delphi. So this is a brand new Steffenfeld game. This is being brought over to the US by Tasty Minstrel Games. And it plays two to four players, and it's kind of reminiscent of some old Feld games, but also very different than some old Feld games. So let's just jump into the mechanics and how it actually works, and then I will tell you what I think of it. Okay, here you can see just about everything that you get in the game you've got here a main board where players are going to be sailing ships around and trying to complete 12 objectives for Zeus and so that is the object of the game there's no points you just go through and try to complete the objective tiles which you can see above your player board here now this map is kind of like the default setup even though it's randomized even within that confines now the rules give you a couple suggestions in terms of how variant shapes could be set up. This is kind of like your basic shape, but the only real rule is that you have to be able to get to all of the different locations via these waterways there. You basically can't landlock any kind of lakes or anything. Everything's got to be connected to getting to everything else. And then you're going to go ahead and place Zeus here in one of these empty holes. And then each player is going to place their little ship token. And this is where they're going to start the game. And so they have to sail around all over the area and complete the 12 tasks and then sail back to Zeus. And then that will trigger the end of the game. Everybody will get an equal number of turns. So in case, you know, more than one person and gets their 12th and final task, um, then there's, it goes to some different tiebreakers. So let's look at the player board and that's gonna kind of drive all of the different actions in the game. So here we can see the player board for the blue player. And there's a couple of different things. So the main thing to note here are the 12 different tasks. And you can see these are four groups of three. So you've got these three tasks here, which are all about putting out your little shrines there. Now you've got these three here, which are about delivering uh, different kinds of goods, basically delivering pink cubes to the pink temples. And then you have three tasks related to putting out statues. And then you have three tasks here related to defeating different colored monster tiles here. And so you've got to do all of those. And the way that you do that is every turn, you're going to roll your three dice and then you put them onto the locations that match. So in this game, all of the things are basically colors. So when you're going to do a blue thing, you're going to do a blue thing. You're going to activate the blue die to do the blue thing. <laughs> but the cool thing is, in case you're colorblind, there is little symbols here. So like the pink and the red here are really close together, um, especially on the board. Uh, so you to get over that, you can look at the different symbols there and differentiate those pretty quickly. So like I said, at the start of the game and then at the end of each turn, you're going to roll these. So in this case, good example, I got two reds and then a pink. Now, players are going to start with these favor tokens here. Depending on where you are in turn order, you'll get a different amount to start with. So you can spend these to shift the die down a couple spots. So if I wanted to turn that pink into a yellow, I could pay one, two of the favor tokens and then move this and make that a yellow die and then spend it accordingly. Now, the other thing to note on your player board here is you have this shield marker here. It starts at zero usually, and then it can move up and you're going to use this to sort of defend off kind of like a bad event that happens at the end of every round is kind of like a little plague attack of monsters that you know jacks you up and you can also use it to fight monsters directly again remember to defeat the monster task there then you also have these different god tokens here these are the different greek gods and you're going to move these up now the thing is to start the game you're going to draw one of these injury cards here and i'll just draw one off the top of the deck so you can see this is the yellow one so these are bad everybody starts with one random one but you take 
the color of God matching the injury to, uh, card and then move it up to a certain point. So if I zoom in a little bit tighter, you can see they got two, three, and four players. So if we're playing a four player, anytime you kind of reset a God token, it's gonna go back down here. But if you're playing two player, it's gonna go there. So there's a shorter trip with the lower player count. So if we're playing a two player game, I would flip up this one and then the, the yellow God would start there. All right, so there's that. And then the last thing to note here is that everybody's got a boat. So you have these different boat tiles, which you can deal out randomly. It gives you some starter ones to do. You can set them out and then kind of draft them in reverse turn order. I'll just do this one randomly here. Uh, that one goes there. That one actually gives you plus two movement uh, when you do a move action with your boat. So everybody's gonna get kind of a different special ability to start the game. So during the course of your turn, you're gonna be spending these dice here to do the actions depicted on your player board here. So. It gives you a whole ton of actions. It's not that many, really. And the ones in the top row here, you can use any color die to do these actions. So you can draw a god card, get two favor tokens, or peek at these two tiles, which I'll talk about in a minute. So let's just go over that. So all of these are going to be done in the context of trying to achieve these goals, and we're going to learn that as we walk through the actions here. So let's look at these sort of generic ones here. So I could spend this die. When you spend a die, you put it in the middle, and then you can draw the top card off of this god card deck, and these are actually just more dice. Now you can use at most one of these per turn, so you kind of just store these off to the side, and you can have as many of these as you want in your supply, but at most you're gonna spend one of those. So typically you're only gonna ever have four actions on your turn, you'd be you know, one for each dice, and then you can spend one of these cards. So the first action, like I said, is to then just draw a card. Second action is to give us two more favor tokens there. And then the third action is going to be able to peek at two different tiles. And that's going to dovetail right into completing this goal here. So let's go ahead and take a look at that action. Why would you peek at those? So here we can see the two types of tiles here that we can peek at. And you just, you take a look at these, you don't show anybody else, but I'll just do it like this for now. And you're gonna take a look here at the symbols. You can see there's the uh, Omega symbol, and I'm not sure what that symbol is, but you just take a look at those and you go, okay, that's cool, because I want to really get to this one here. Now, the reason you're looking at that is because, oh, we actually have both of these. So you're trying to go and build your shrines. You can see the little symbol there in the upper left-hand corner. You need to put one of your shrines in the matching spot where it has that symbol. So you're trying to peek at those and then, you know, okay, okay I'm going to sail over there and on a later turn, I'm going to build, you know, my little shrine in that particular location. So that's why you might try to peek at those. Now, even if it doesn't match one of the three symbols, you may be able to take another special ability um, if you take an action to sort of uh, interact with that shrine location. I'll get to that in a minute. But even if it doesn't match, it may still be of use to you. So again, these three actions that I talked about can be done with any color die. So let's walk down all of these actions. And these, the color die that you use is very important. So the first thing you're gonna do here is you want to get rid of these injury cards. And so if I spend a yellow die in this case, I can get rid of all of the yellow injury cards that are in my possession. Now the thing is, the reason these are bad is if you start your turn and you have three of the same color or six total, you discard any three that you wish and then you lose your entire turn. <laughs> so that's very bad. Um, you just, we, I'll talk about how to actually acquire these and how you get these more a little bit, but you do want to spend some time maintaining those and you can build up sort of a defensive engine, if you will, to prevent getting those, you know, a whole bunch later on. 
So that's that one. That's getting rid of all of the color. The next one is moving simply a god disk up. So again, very simple. I can spend this one and then I can move the red one up. And again, it would start here if we were playing a two player game, three player game, four player game kind of thing there. So I would do that or I can move it up again. And you want to get multiple kind of god tiles here in play and I'll explain that a little bit more but you do want to kind of diversify these for sure. So the next thing here is actually to move your ship and you can see you can move usually up to three spaces however we have a cool special ability allows us to move actually up to five spaces. Pretty awesome. So what you're going to do is you're going to spend a die of a color and then move this many spaces but you have to end up in a tile space of that color. So in this case we spent red and here we're the blue ship, and so we can end up in a few different spots. So we can move up to three spaces. So we could go boom and move right there. That would be one move. We could go one, two, and end there. We could go one, two, three, and end there. Now the next action here, I'm actually going to skip. And this is when you fight the monster. So I'm going to leave that one for last because that's the most involved. Now the next one here is actually to interact with those shrines spots that we actually peeked at. So let's take a look at how you do that. So let's say I had moved here on a previous action or a previous turn. And then now I want to go ahead and try to interact with this one that I peeked at. So you can see here the color of the border there is then I would actually have to spend here a pink die to take that action. And then I'm just going to flip that up. Everybody's going to see it. And then if I have a shrine, which I do, remember we established that earlier. If I have a shrine there that matches that symbol, then I'll go ahead and place that matching token on there. And then always when you do that, you're gonna to get to move up a, a god tile of your choice for free. But let's say I did not have this particular symbol here. I had some other symbol. I could still do this action. Now I wouldn't place my shrine on it, but I would be able to take the kind of the bonus action here. Now I'd be revealing that shrine for somebody else so they know, oh, I've got that symbol, I can go there, but it's not all bad for me. So if it was like this symbol, I would get four uh, favor tokens. If I did this, I can move up uh, god tiles up to three spots. I could draw two cards. I can move up my shield and then discard all of a color of uh, uh, the injury cards. Now the next action is similar to that. We can see this one here actually just allows you to put it on there. Because remember before, as soon as we revealed one that matched our shrine, we either we put the shrine on it or we actually activate it. Now let's say somebody else had flipped this one earlier. We're like, ooh, we have you know we have that one too. So we can move there and then we can just take an action there to put the shrine on without actually having to reveal it because it was already revealed. And again, you have to play uh, the die that matches. So that's going to be a green die to be able to put a shrine on that location. Now the next action you could do is let's say we moved over here and you want to pick up a cube. And again, you have to discard a die. So if we wanted to uh, pick up a blue cube, we would use the blue die. So we pick up the blue cube and then we're gonna put it into our boat. Now you can see this boat here has storage for two spots. Most of them have two, but some of them have four. And so we need a spot to actually store this as well. So we're gonna pick up that. And you can see the corresponding action to picking up a cube is actually delivering a cube. So if you see here, we can see these different colored temples. There's a yellow one, uh, and over here is the blue one. So if we sailed all the way over here, then we would again need to discard a blue die to deliver that blue cube. And that will help us complete another one of our objectives. And you can see the players here have the requirement to deliver a pink, a blue, and this white one means it, the other one could be any color. So it is worth noting at this point that you cannot 
do the same color thing twice. So if I did a pink and a blue, I couldn't go find a pink or a blue cube somewhere else. It has to be a color that's different than those because you can never do the same color twice within a set of goals here. So this has got to be black or red or something. Whenever you do this, you actually get three more of these favor tokens. Now the next thing you might want to pick up are these statues. And on the edge of the boards, we've got these little smaller tiles here, and these have the statues on them. And if we zoom in here, of course, you can see this spot here has the three yellow statues. So you put those out there, and if you're next to this spot here with your little ship, you can discard a yellow die, and then you can pick up that same color statue. And then you need to now take this to a particular statue location. So one of the spots that is receptive to that would be right here. And you can see we don't really just have the color here, we've got also the symbol, so black, red, and pink there. You've got to discard that color die then to deliver this. And again, these are stored on your boat, so you do need a slot open on your boat. So I can maybe pick this up with the yellow die, sail over here with a red or pink die, and then maybe discard the black die to actually stick it right there. Now when you deliver a statue, that's also completing another goal. Oh, but before I forget, once there is a statue of a certain color here, there can be no other statues of a, that same color. So you can't have multiple yellow statues. Otherwise people will just go back and forth between this spot. Now here's the goal for the statue, and this allows you to get a hero card in the color you delivered. So. Uh, so in this case, we would get a yellow hero card. Now there's a stack here of these, and these are just face up. And you can see for each color, there is a particular type of hero. Now these are different in name and picture, but the three pink abilities are the same as the three red abilities. They each have like a certain type of hero. So if I delivered there the yellow statue, I could choose one of these cards. So I could either choose Griffos, and I'll explain what these do. And these are the same throughout all the colors. So Griffos means, once I take this and I just put this in front of my player board, I have this ability that when I spend a yellow die, I can use plus three movement on a move action, and then I can also end up in any color spot. So that really boosts your, your, your travel. You can see you kind of fly on the griffin when you spend the yellow die. Now this one here is kind of like a hero here, and this one allows you to move up your shield twice. So again, remember you have the shield marker here so I can move this up twice and then I can actually and the, the rules are actually a little bit not clear on this but it doesn't I don't know it does six one half dozen the other so this one says you can now discard yellow uh, wound cards so remember we had a yellow wound card that we showed before and so the way that we've been playing it and it seems to work fine as soon as you take this you discard all your yellow ones and then if you ever were to acquire a yellow one after that you just don't acquire it. So that may not be 100% accurate, but you know what? It worked in our games, so that's fine. And this one here, uh, this one is when you, if you take this card, if you spend a yellow die, it can become any other color die. And also, so yellows are effectively a wild. And also when you take this card, after delivering the statue, you can see you draw now another of these god dice cards off the top of your deck. So. You can deliver those. And so you can see some strategies here to maybe go after, uh, you know, a bunch of these. So, you you know, no matter what die you have, you can move a whole bunch and you can end up wherever you want. Or you might go with the strategy of delivering statues quickly to build up your shield, which is going to help you fight monsters and then avert catastrophe and also prevent you from, you know, taking too many wounds. So there's a kind of, this is kind of like a little bit of the engine building part is the statue delivery part of this. Now, the last thing to talk about here are the monster 
tiles. And players in this particular case are going to have to defeat one black monster, one yellow monster, and then one monster of any color. And the same kind of rule there applies where you can't, for your wild, use one that you would have used for, um, you know, your other two there. How do you actually go about combating a monster? to be adjacent to a spot with a monster and there'll be a stack of tiles um, and the setup will tell you how to distribute these but in this case we've got a red yellow and black monster there and so this will satisfy any of our goals actually and so if you want to defeat maybe the yellow monster here which is this cool looking lion then you will actually discard a yellow die if you want to defeat the black minotaur here then you'll just discard a black die or play a black card and so you're going to do that. Now, all monsters are considered to have sort of like nine hit points. From those nine hit points, you're going to subtract wherever your shields are at. So if we're here at two, then the monster is considered to have seven. And then what we're going to do is we're going to roll this D10 here. And so what we want is a seven or higher. So we're going to roll that. Okay, we got a six. That means we lost. Now we can roll again, but you want to have some of these favor tokens banked. And uh, you can discard one of these to then fight again. Now, if you fight it again, it's going to reduce its health. So it was seven, nine minus two, now it's minus one, now it's a six. So now you only need a six or higher. So we're gonna roll that. <clears throat> that is not a 10, <laughs> that is a zero. And what happens then is you'll fail the roll, but then you also have to draw another injury card. I could discard, however, another one. And now you're gonna be a witness of Joel's die rolling. It's gonna go down to an, another hit point, it's gonna be five. And so now we beat it this time, and then it, now we would acquire uh, the monster tile. You would then defeat the monster tile, complete that task, and anytime you defeat a monster, you can get a new skill. Here we're going to have a display of always six of these skill cards. And then so when you defeat a monster, you choose one of these and then replace it. And these do a whole mess of things. So just some examples here. Uh, this one, when you roll your three dice at the end of the turn, if you roll a red die, you get two favor tokens. Same deal here, but if you roll a black die, you get two favor tokens. Plus one movement. Uh, this one, you, for one time on a turn, you can spend three favor tokens to take an action if you had any die. This one, you could move up. Uh, any of those gods there and this one I'll have to look up because <laughs> I don't remember there's a few that are kind of like that one last thing to talk about are these sort of god actions here and you can see we have different color actions associated with that so what happens is once these get up to the top they're kind of just sitting there waiting and then anytime on your turn you can activate one or more of these that have reached the top now typically what's going to happen is you're going to drop it back down to where you know the player count is so in a two-player game we just drop it back down to here uh, so what are the different actions? Well, the blue one, if you, this guy's way up here and you activate it, you can put your ship anywhere you want. That's pretty cool. This one is all your dice are wild and you also get to draw a, a god card and the god card that you play that turn is wild too. This one, you get to do the action where you flip over one of these temples. You just don't have to be adjacent to it and then you would be normal. Like if you had the symbol, you place the shrine. If you don't, then you take one of the special actions there. Uh, the red one here is you delete all of your uh, injury cards. The black one here is you actually get to just defeat a monster without rolling any dice or doing anything. So you can just defeat that. That's kind of a good one to get up early so you get an early skill card. And the pink one's a little bit weird, so let me move to the board to explain it. You spend the pink god and you have to be next to one of these spots where you grab a statue. You can spend it and then you grab a statue from any other spot on the board so i could grab here maybe this black one from over there so that's kind of an interesting way to grab one of those
think that's pretty much the game. The one thing I know I didn't mention is when you're moving your ship, you can spend favor tokens to move an extra spot for each favor token. You still have to end up in the same color. Uh, if you start the game or start the round with zero of these, you can actually move up a god tile or take two more of those favor tokens. So there's a reason to get rid of those even early on before you get in danger of losing your turn. Now at the end of the round, uh, whoever the last player is will roll this die. Now if you roll a six, everybody's going to take two of the injury cards, no questions asked. If you roll lower than a six, then you're gonna move over here, you're gonna check what your uh, shields are at. So if I roll uh, two or less, then I get no injuries. But if I roll, let's say a three, then, where's three? <laughs> if I roll a three, then whoever has less than a three on their shields, everybody starts at zero, usually, unless you get a special ability, uh, then they're gonna take an injury card. So it's also good to move your shields up, not just for fighting the monsters, but also for dealing with the plague die, as we like to call it. Okay, that is the Oracle of Delphi. Um, what do I think of it? I really enjoy this game. Now, I've played it three times, once at each of the different player counts, and I will say I like it better at the three and the four player count because you have to deal with more people, or at least the potential for people trying to, you know, take stuff from you. Like, I'll move over here to go and grab the blue cube, and you're like, hmm, I should take that. <laughs> you know, and then you move over and take it, even though that wasn't in your plan. Uh, you know, a little bit of that's going to be dictated by how you roll these dice. So you get a little bit more cutthroatness, you know, that happens, uh, you know, with the higher player count. But it's fine with a two-player game. It's a very pleasant experience. And it does, I think, scale as it should for the player count. Um, the thing that has me kind of most jazzed about the game, as I would say, to me, it, it feels like the closest to Castles of Burgundy uh, that he's had, which is a fun game, and there's one that has kept, uh, you know, coming out for us. Um, you know, it's, just, it's, it's not like it in a lot of ways, because that's very much, you know, his quintessential point salad type of game. But you have the very simple turn with the dice, and then you have, you know, the dice manipulation with the favor tokens. But it, again, it plays out in such a different way, it feels very, very complementary to Castles of Burgundy. Like, there's no question in my mind that somebody could easily, you know, sort of quote-unquote justify owning both of the games. Because this one is, you know, very much a race. You just kind of go around, you know, pick up and deliver things, defeat monsters, and just get to that 12th tile. And, you know, and do it in such a way and set yourself up for those combo-rific turns to really speed things along. But you do have to spend a little bit of time kind of engine building, you know, getting some of the skills, getting some of the hero cards from delivering the statues, and, you know, kind of building up your, your shields because then you don't have to spend or waste any actions, um, you know, fighting off the darkness at the end of each round. Um, and then you want to also build up your god tile so you can, or your god, you know, up the, the cloud track there so that on your turn you can, you can do like five or six things instead of just, you know, one or two things and then take a card or something. So there's got the whole kind of engine building aspect to that, but kind of bundled into, you know, instead of just scoring thousands of points, <laughs> you know, you've got this whole kind of race, pick up and deliver type of thing. Uh, and so that's really the interesting part of the game is really kind of building up for that and really kind of rushing that end game and, you know, snuffing out your opponents or trying to, to do that. And so, the, you know, the games we've played have been pretty close. Uh, you know, I've played it a couple of times, so I've been getting a little bit better at it. 
but I've seen where I played with some of my gamer friends that we had a very, very close game. You know, somebody was completing like, you know, two goals on a turn and stuff at the end. And it really cranked up there. Those last couple rounds were really tense. Um, and so I'm also excited about the kind of the possibility for configuring this board. Not that I think this will become stale because I didn't go over the setup at all on purpose because you're much better off just kind of following, you know, word for word how to set it up because it's going to vary greatly on the player count. It's a little bit of a bear when you first get it started, uh, but I could do it now without looking at the rulebook at all. It's just, okay, once you get it, you're like, okay, piece of cake. It just takes a couple minutes to set everything up, and if more people know at the table how to set it up, boom, it's quick. Uh, but I am very curious about how to set up the board and maybe draw like a circle or a straight line and do kinds of all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm sure some will be optimal and some will be really kind of long and drug out. But I think there's an opportunity there uh, to do that and kind of enhance that gameplay. Uh, so I think folks will like it. I think Feld fans should like it. It's got that very discreet, quick, you know, here's your three dice figure out what you want to do on this turn and try to plan for next turn and how much mitigation do you want to invest in for future turns versus, you know, doing, you know, actually what you want to do this turn. That's got that, that felled hallmark there. Again, without the point salad that he's been known for. So, uh, very interesting, very quick game takes about, you know, probably no more than 90 minutes once everybody knows how to play it. Um, so I highly recommend this one. Thanks.